Happy Holy Thursday of Holy Week, the week that changed the world. We're starting today what we as Catholics would call tonight we'll be starting the Sacred Triduum. I'm reporting for duty. Terry, what about you, my friend? Yes, I'm reporting for duty. The last two hours I've been at Covina Park Power preaching the gospel. <laughs> I had Jehovah Witnesses, evangelicals. I mean, my, my grandson's on the swing set having a great time. We're talking how, how one is saved. I mean, talking about justification. I mean, you name it. I, Unbelievable. I, I just got back into the street. I said, folks, I got to go back. I, I got to go do a radio show with my brother Jess. So I gave That's out cards. And if you're listening right now, especially some of the young mothers that I ran into, thank you for joining us here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Jesse, like you said, Easter Tritium, we're just experiencing this now. This is the day, Holy Thursday, we had the institution of the priesthood and the Holy Eucharist. What a great day for that. And you know what I want to ask everybody this weekend when they're at Easter Tritium? Thank their priests personally for saying yes to Jesus, for their call to be priests. Because, just let's be honest, if we didn't have the priesthood, we wouldn't have the Eucharist. Yeah, it's that simple. It really is. Yeah. No priesthood, no Eucharist, no Eucharist, no salvation. You got it. Jess, I, I sent you this video. That I'm, I've, anybody who gets mad, don't blame Jesse. Blame me. <laughs> I, I like Glenn Beck's uh, statement. I do, too. Yeah, yeah, I know you do, Jess, when I sent it to you, but... I pushed it because I think he's saying what needs to be said to wake up America. You won't want to miss that. Also, Jess, you know, the Chinese are buying all kinds of land in America near our, our, um, our um, areas where we have our defenses. What's going on with that? We got this U.S. senator saying, uh, hey, I just took Joe Biden's job. What? Well, we'll talk about that. But the thing that I mostly like is the question about the undeniable importance of fathers in life for now and for eternity i mean i was just talking to families just now at the park and many of them didn't have a dad at home and that's tragic and the effects that that have on the kids are terrible so we're going to talk about that and encourage you and anyone you know that that if you're a dad stick it out don't be wimping out by saying i can't handle it the kids are counting on you. Don't don't give go, go me this you know thing that I, I I need to be myself. No, you need to be others. You need to be. I serving. gotta find myself. Yeah, get out of here. That's nonsense. How many times have we heard that? Too, too many times. But Jess, I want to give yeah. some good news stories. Uh, good to know. File. I've been getting texts about people saying this about uh, the CVS stores. You know they're they're selling the um, abortion uh, pills that uh, give people abortion from home. And I want to say there's lots of us Catholics and Christians protesting CVSs. Don't buy anything there. But Walgreens actually said, no, they're not going to sell it. So I'm all for supporting Walgreens down the street rather than CVS. So I just thought I'd throw that at you. What about you, Jess? Yeah, a couple of things I want to just mention before we get into some soul food. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, again, there is a poll that says that what the vast majority of Americans, 76%, including most Democrats, believe that Donald Trump went through a political indictment. Oh, that politics think? played a role. Oh, yeah. 76% That's of actually, the country, I'm Terry. surprised it's that high. But you know what? I said this is going to backfire on him. And this is according to a CNN poll, Terry. See, there you go. It's probably higher. A CNN poll. Yeah. Yeah. The, the majority of Americans think politics was a major factor in the decision. Well, 23% say it played a minor role. Also, <laughs> Texas Republicans, they tackle pornography. Good. The, hear the hearings were held this week for a new Texas law 
that would effectively ban minors from viewing online Other pornographic content. That. Yeah, that's good. By forcing pornographic sites yep. to require users to verify their age by showing ID. So I love John it. Shwe- yeah, that, that, yeah, there goes Texas again leading the charge. Well, Utah did the same thing, Jess. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were first and now Texas. Good. Praise the Lord. More Here's states one. follow it. Two more were indicted for attacking pro-life centers. Two individuals have been indicted for, viola- for, vi- <laughs> yeah. for violating federal freedom of access to clinical to clinic entrances, the FACE Act, in connection with a string of pro-abortion attacks against pro-life pregnancy centers in Florida. This makes four pro-abortion attackers indicted last year. However, the Biden administration indicted over two dozen pro-life Americans under the FACE Act. So good for uh, for uh, DeSantis is going after them. But Biden, Terry, not so much. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. All right, Jess, let's get a little bit of soul food. Yeah, man, especially today uh, with Holy Thursday, one of the great feasts, and holy days of our church. Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Today's gospel is Luke chapter 15, Luke chapter 4, verse 16 to 21. Jesus came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He enrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down and the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at at him. He said to them, today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. People knew exactly what our Lord was doing right there by implication. Oh, yeah. As he, as he read the the, uh, the passage from Isaiah, that's a messianic prophecy. That's a description of the Jewish Messiah. So when Jesus picked up the scroll, and by the way, there was no Bible back then. They were, they were written in parchments and scrolls. Uh, and these parchments were called the, uh, the Greek Septuagint. Mm-hmm. These uh, 46 scrolls that contain the exact list of books that we have in the Catholic Old Testament. But as Christ proclaimed Isaiah's words inside the synagogue, which is where the, which, which is where the word of God was proclaimed for the Jews, the synagogue, the temples where the animal sacrifices were done. It's like in, in, it's like in the, the Catholic Church today. The ambo is the synagogue. The altar is the temple of Jerusalem. So the Catholic Mass we take both Jewish forms of worship, temple and synagogue, and insert them into the Catholic Mass. But when Christ looked at notice, notice as he rolled up the scroll and sat back down, mm-hmm. and uh, and everybody was looking at him in the synagogue, they're looking at him intently. He said, today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. What's he saying? <laughs> I'm the Messiah. I'm it. I have come. Buck stops here. That's what he said, Terry. Yeah, well said. All right, let's bring the smartest guy into the room. Full Gene ahead. And Jesse, since we're going to be talking about fatherhood, I thought I'd use this quote about man. Bishop Sheen says, nature follows the path of least resistance. Talk about men. Yeah, that's what they do. Mm -hmm. That is why all rivers are crooked, right? 
But human nature constructs obstacles in order to perform, to perfect itself, right? That's what we're asked to be doing as men. And men, too, in a certain sense. In all games, there are boundaries. There's rules. There's hurdles which intensify the sport. A deed is praised because it is difficult. Golf must have its traps and its roughs. Otherwise, the game would be without interest. What I got out of that, Jess Romero, is this, especially for men, you know, no pain, no gain. There's, there's obstacles in being a father. There's mm. obstacles in being a follower of Christ, meaning that we have to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow Christ. This idea that Christianity is easy and we can lower the bar. Yeah, you want to fornicate, commit adultery, do all these other things. It's okay. No, it's not. And God's given each one of us the grace to respond positively and say no to ourself and yes to Christ. So this is what I think the world is missing, the, as the aspect of self-denial. Absolutely. And, and Terry, Tell me. again, talking about the week that changed the world. Yep. Today, our Lord Jesus Christ, in Holy Thursday, he instituted the, 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 the apostles as priests. Mm -hmm. When he said at the Last Supper, do this in memory of me. Right. The Greek word do this is poieta, which means in Greek, do a sacrifice. Yeah. Ah. There you go. Do a, that's what poieta means in Greek. In English, we just get do this. Yeah. But if you translate it literally, it's do this sacrifice. Awesome. And then our Lord says, do this in memory of me. The word memory is another Greek word. It's, it's pronounced anamnesis. Anamnesis means in Greek, a memorial sacrifice. So here's what our Lord said at the Last Supper. Good. When you go into New Testament Greek, he said this. Do this sacrifice as a memorial sacrifice of me. Do you see all the sacrificial language? Oh, yeah. And, and this, is, this is why, again, the Mass for 1,500 years and the Mass that you attend, Terry, with the Anglican Ordinary. Yeah, of course. It, 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 it mimics the temple worship of the Jews awesome. where the priest is facing at Orientum, yep. uh, just like the high priest would enter into the Holy of Holies, face the Ark of the Covenant, God would come down in a cloud as called the Shekinah, his cloud presence. The priest would be there in silence saying prayers to God and worshiping God and adoring God for the people behind him that were outside of the Holy of Holies, behind the curtain, uh, the way the uh, Anglican ordinary it is and the Latin mass, it's very, very similar to the liturgical Jewish sacrifice of the day of atonement, Terry. Beautiful. The mass source and yeah. summit of the Christian life, the Holy Eucharist. Yeah. Hey, when we come back, Glenn Beck issues a grave warning to America after the Trump indictment. Wow. What is that warning? Well, pay attention. When we come back, you'll hear it. And I think you would agree. Serious matters. Stay with us. This is the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. <laughs> wow, we're back, Jess Romero. What an honor to be here preaching the gospel on this Holy Thursday, the starting of the Easter Trinium, the holiest sure. time of our life and the year here. So it's just awesome. And Jess, I, I want to set the stage, if you can. You, you know, Glenn Beck, you know, he's a former Catholic convert to 
Mormonism, uh, his politics, you know, he's a... He, he's they, a man. they line up with mine. They line up with mine, too. And so that's why I say, let's hear what he has to say to Tucker Carlson regarding a warning. And Mr. Engineer, if you could play that clip, that'd be great. So when the history of cable news is written, assuming anyone bothers to write it, but if it ever is written, Glenn Beck will have his own chapter as possibly the greatest synthesizer of big ideas ever to appear on camera. And a lot of people made fun of Glenn Beck over the years for that. But if you go back and watch the tape, you will find out that maybe more than any other person on television, Glenn Beck got it right again and again and again. So we thought tonight is the perfect opportunity to hear from him. He's the co-founder of Blaze Media. He's just written a book called The Great Reset. And he joins us now for an overview of what we're watching. Glenn Beck, thank you so much for coming on tonight. How, how, how you. would you interpret kind of you this? Well, it's true. So let me, I, I've got a couple of things here for you. Um, let me just go through. I'm going to bring, a, I think, a different perspective to this. We have the banking crisis. They say it's fine. It's just beginning. We, um, yesterday, we had the Saudis and uh, Brazil and um, uh, China enter a deal to where the petrodollar is over. Brazil and China are going to uh, trade in their own currency. That's the beginning of the end of our currency. That means a dollar collapse. That yes. means we become Venezuela. We will have war with China. We will have war with Russia and Iran. Uh, we have the restrict bill. We have social media and our NSA and everybody else in bed with each other, silencing people. We, of course, have the raccoon dogs, which we all know is bullcrap. Um, and now this week, we have a new uh, gun grab that they're trying to do. Um, Biden and his family taking money from the Chinese. What do you think this Donald Trump thing is really all about? The, American, the America that we knew, the fundamental transformation that started in 2008 is finished. We are no longer viewed as a superpower. We are now a, an elderly, we're Joe Biden, just walking into the twilight. What this is all about, I believe, is trying to inflame this country. Is in, they've wanted violence from the right from the beginning. They can't yeah. wait it. They need it. Because if we strike out, Look at January 6th, the day they're letting the shaman out of prison because it was all trumped up. Thank you, Tucker Carlson, for uh, revealing this. The day they're letting him out, they do this to Donald Trump. They want you to strike out. Why? Because then they can close the cage. I'm going to make another prediction for you, uh, Tucker. You said I got it right. Well, everything I've been talking about since 08, this is the time. I'm going to make a prediction. By 2025, we are going to be at war. We are going to have a new dollar, a currency that it probably is coming from the central bank. We'll have a currency collapse, uh, and we will live in a virtual police state. I know that might sound crazy to a lot of people. It's not far off. The, the Bill of Rights is gone Nobody is paying attention. Where are the Republicans? Where are the decent Democrats that can see this is, this is insanity? B Donald Trump, the reason why 
this is going to um, help Donald Trump, and that's why I don't think they're doing it so he can't run. They're doing it because they want people to strike out. Please turn to God, repent, pray for our country, pray for peace. Put on the full armor of God. But here's what's really what they miss. Donald Trump is not even a person anymore. He is a symbol. He is a symbol of the average everyday guy that keeps getting screwed every single time. Watches other people screw up big banks, screw up their companies and get away with it. They see people all the time doing stuff that they know if they did, they'd be in prison for 20 years. But because they're not part of the elite, they get away with it. Donald Trump has taken arrow after arrow, and that's why this is the way the average American feels tonight. I hope that there's a few Democrats out there, but this guy has been taking the bullets for the average person now for years. And people on the right feel like he's the only guy that really gets what the people are feeling and it's uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna end well uh, for the Democrats in the next election. It's just not. I don't know if Donald Trump is the winner or not, but I will tell you this: you're not going to stop a hundred million people. This country is in shambles, and there's going to be a hundred million people that will walk on broken glass and through fire to vote for someone other than this corrupt banana republic administration. Wow. That's, I think, exactly right. Glenn Beck, wow. He he said, wow. I said, wow. Jesse, he's spot on. Yeah, there's there's nothing there that I disagree with. Repent, he says, right? Put on the armor of God. He spoke like a Catholic. Yes. Which which goes to show that uh, there's a lot of Catholic sensibilities in him. Uh, Again, Mormon are people, people of faith as well. I get it. Theologically, they're a cult. I get it. But uh, you can just see uh, probably his Catholic background, uh, also with natural law and common sense. Yeah. He gave one of the best descriptions of, uh, of, the t- of the time that we live in right now, Terry, on yeah. planet Earth. And Jesse, he talked about the collapse of a dollar. I can see. What he, you remember 1973, uh, Henry Kissinger cut that deal with the Saudis. That, yeah, we're going to help you develop your oil rigs and get going with that under one condition. All the oil has to be sold with American dollars. And that was brilliant in a sense for us as a country because everybody had to spend money using dollars. And so it made the dollar the world currency. And that's why it's been strong for all these years. Well, that's changing. And he's pointing that out. Not only Brazil, other countries are coming. It's going to. It's going to put a tsunami of people changing their uh, purchasing power in the dollar. And the dollar is what's going to happen is it's going to be there's going to be so much so many dollars that we've printed. That's another thing that he didn't bring up, that the trillions of dollars we printed more money. okay, in the last two years than on the previous 250 years. Mm -hmm. Something's wrong. And people are thinking some people are saying, well, Jesse, Terry, come on. I'm still paying my bills. I'm still, I'll tell you what, folks, have you looked at the inflation rate? Have you looked at what you're paying for gas? All these things are just going to go skyrocketing. Just one more element I'm going to throw. We've never had 
as high a return of people's credit cards over, they're not paying it on time. The percentage has gone way over. Also, car payments are out of sight with people being late on their car, home. We're going to be seeing uh, foreclosures coming in the next year and a half. This is bad, but you know what I say? Like he said, put our trust in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I mean, the country right now is tanking because of bad decisions. And I say also because we've been living an immoral life within our country. Look what we're doing the last especially two years when it comes to same-sex so-called marriage. Uh, You know, what we're doing with killing unborn babies. It's payback time. Okay, Jess, I'm done. I said my spiel. Randall Terry's been a prophet in this area. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> These are the cons- consequences of yeah. kill- killing over 60 million babies. That's right. These are the consequences of legalizing what God calls an abomination into my eyes, sodomy. Yep. And what we're seeing right now is, and Glenn, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get more Catholic. I'm going to build on what Glenn Beck just yeah. said. Yeah. What we're seeing right now, Terry, me, is the, anti- the system of the Antichrist on planet Earth. There you go. Uh, through the CCP, yep. through Joe Biden, the Democrat Party. They're in bed together. L- let me quote to you somebody who knew a little bit about communism. Tell me. Archbishop Fulton Sheen. Oh, yeah. Quotable Sheen, page 186. He said this, and this describes the Democrats and the CCP today. He says this, quote, on politics, the conflict of the future will be between a God religion and a state religion. Yep. Between Christ and the Antichrist, but in political disguise, close quote. So what did Sheen say? That the Antichrist is not going to come into the world as a religious figure, but as a political figure. Sheen also said in 1951, quote, the Antichrist will not be so called. Otherwise, he would have no followers. Mm -hmm. He will be he will come disguised as a great humanitarian. Right. He will talk peace prosperity, and plenty, not as a means to lead us to God, but as ends in themselves. He will tempt Christians with the same three temptations with which he tempted Christ. He will have one great secret, which he will tell no one. He will not believe in God because his religion will be brotherhood yep. without the fatherhood of God. Uh, Freemasonry, uh, hint, yeah, hint. You think? <laughs> uh, comma. He will deceive even the elect. Yep. He will set up a counter church. Yep. That's what's happening right now. Look at Germany, yep. Belgium, uh, Argentina, Buenos Aires bishops, etc. Uh, Fulton Sheen says it will have all the notes and characteristics of the church, but in reverse. Yep. And emptied of its divine content. Yep. It will be a mystical body of the Antichrist that will in all, that will in all externals resemble the mystical body of Christ, close quote. Wow. What Glenn said on a natural level, this is what I, I just shed right now. I'm superimposing. I'm building upon what he said, which I agree with 100%. I just gave you the supernatural yep. component so that you could understand what he said on a natural level. And, and Jesse, I love what you just said. You're quoting Fulton Sheen on that. That's no question about it. But you see, what's our response is holiness. Our life... We need to be holy. We need to prepare our families, evangelizing our families, living a life centered on Christ. Because let's just be honest, Jess, if any of this happens, if we're in friendship with God, that doesn't affect us for our eternity in the sense that we are going to live a Christ-centered life whether the country goes down or it stays above water. That's what really matters. 
Yeah, Terry, and uh, w- once again, we can't forget Tell me. that, as it says in the Catechism, I think it's 407 or 408, that the devil, how does the devil manipulate and deceive man? It's in the Catechism. Yeah. He uses politics. Yes. He uses politics. The Antichrist will start a state religion. He will be a political figure. And he's going to get people to think like, wow, he has all the answers. And this is what we're seeing, Terry, right now with the CCP, the the Communist Chinese Party and the Democrat Party. Uh, Their answer is always print more money and, uh, (laughs) and, 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 and spread the wealth and redistribute the money that they don't have. Take our money and redistribute it to other people. Yeah, that doesn't work. We know that. Stay with us, family. When we come back, we're going to be talking about a U.S. senator who says he just took Joe Biden's job. Stay with us. The Terry and Jesse Show, two Catholics with PhDs in common sense, and uh, as common sense is not that common anymore. <laughs> you know, Terry, you know, it's, it's interesting, me, what, what, what we basically do here on the Terry and Jesse Show <clears throat> is uh, we're Captain Obvious, we state the obvious, and w- which reminds me of what George Orwell once said, he said this, we have now sunk to a depth at which restating the obvious is the first duty of intelligent men. That's our duty, Terry. So let's talk about uh, Joe Biden and uh, the way he was he was outed by... <laughs> this is one of the great senators. I can see this guy. He's presidential, Terry. He'll oh, be, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. In a couple of years, he'll be running for office. I agree. We know that Joe Biden isn't fit for office anymore, according to U.S. Senator Josh Hawley, a Missouri uh, senator. Uh he, what, what he said about Joe Biden, it made Joe Biden's job, what he said about Joe Biden's job, excuse me, he said it with, with, with a jaw-dropping move. Yeah. Here's what he said. Over the past 10 years, China's ownership of agricultural land in the U.S. has grown significantly. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Chinese entities possessed more than 338,000 acres of land at the end of 2020. That's an increase of 350% from the 75,000 acres they did at the end of 2010. Furthermore, Fox News projected that as, that as of the end of 2021, China had acquired close to 1% of all foreign-owned agricultural land in the United States, and they continue to expand oh. their collection. The Chinese Communist Party, known as the CCP, may wish to possess vast tracts of rural land in the United States for a variety of reasons, including preventing Americans from owning their own farms or ranches. Hmm. Yes, let me just jump in and say something that I don't know if people realize. Any company in China is really an extension of the military because what happens is when you get permission to have your corporation or your company in China, it's with the extension that the Chinese communist government, the military, can use your uh, company to gather data and to use it for the country's good. So that I, the reason I say that is because you wouldn't think that any... So they have all their companies. It's basically being run by the 
the military. So I just wanted to throw that in as you talk about buying land. They're working for the communist military in China. Every company that works in America, they say, wait a minute, why is that? Read what they have to sign, and you'll know that that's an extension of communist military. Continue. Mm. So the majority of the land that China's purchasing mm-hmm. here in the U.S., get get check this out, yeah. is close to military installations. There you go. Surprise, surprise. <clears throat> Fufeng Group, a Chinese business, paid $2.6 million last year for 300 acres of land in North Dakota. Yeah. According to the Fufeng Group, they proposed to build a milling facility on the property. The 300 acres are, however, coincidentally close to a North Dakota Air Force base. There you go. And more instances like these are emerging all around the nation. Joe Biden, the president, doesn't seem to realize how serious this issue is. Josh Hawley, a Missouri senator who supports America First policies, is acting to address the issue. Josh Hawley presented the, quote, this land is our land act, <laughs> which that. would for yeah I love it which would forbid members of the Chinese Communist Party and corporations from holding agricultural land in the United States. Good idea. Josh Hawley said this, quote, "No Chinese corporation or individual associated with the CCP should be permitted to own American farmland. It undermines the integrity of our nation's food supply chain." Absolutely. It presents national security threats mm-hmm. when the land is in close proximity to military installations and it hurts American farmers. Here, here, yeah. here's a man with common sense. Yep. And here's the man, Terry, that uh, that's presidential. He's a young guy. Then he's a guy that you can see. I don't know if he's Catholic or not. Oh, he's an evangelical. That's yeah, right. He sounds evangelical. From- yeah, I, re- I just, I, I heard him one day yep. speak. Yeah, he's in, you can see that once again, just by, just by, uh, the way he's speaking based on natural law, you could tell he's a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, which he is. Amen. The CCP wouldn't be able to buy rural land in the future, thanks to Hawley's plan, we hope this passes, which also addresses the issue from the past. So according to this, to this land is our land act that's being presented by Josh Hawley, the Chinese organizations and people connected to the Chinese Communist Party would have to give up their ownership of agricultural land in the United States within two years. Awesome. Amazing. That'll disconnect us from the, from the communist, Terry. What do you say? I say that the guy's spot on, but man, man he's still yeah, there. I can't wait if I'm still alive when he's running. Boy, I, I, I think that the guy is just making too much sense. And again, Jesse... He's just saying, I mean, you know, you're for, you have Mexican roots. Go ahead, Jesse. Try and buy land in Mexico. Oh, I can't. I know you can't. No. Uh, uh, an American citizen cannot buy land in Mexico. Right. So why are we allowing these Chinese extensions of the military to buy land here? It's like it's sabotaging us. But anyhow, continue. Yeah. So it says, according to this is our land act, Chinese organizations and people connected. I want to read that one today. So the Chinese Communist Party would have to give up their ownership of agricultural land in the United States within two years. It would also impose civil fines and criminal consequences for disobedience, such as confiscation of land. Great. Yeah, that's what that's what they would do to us in in communist countries. Of course. If passed and signed into law. Josh Hawley has been considering this issue 
for some time now. Yes, Here's what he said. Quote, what is abundantly clear after Biden's Chinese spying debacle is that no Chinese corporation should be permitted to own American farmland. Hawley said on Twitter recently, quote, I'm introducing legislation to stop it, protect American farmers, close quote. The Our Land is Our Land Act, however, shows that Hawley did more than merely tweet about it. And President Joseph Biden, fake Catholic, lacks the guts to take action like he is doing in this situation. And there's a good reason why he doesn't take action, Jesse. Let's be honest. Look at his relationship with China over the years with his son. Mm. Come on. There's no reason. Why would he want to do something to them after what have they given him so much money through his family? Come on. It doesn't work that way. Hey, Jess, we've got James who's been waiting on the line. Convert to the Catholic faith. Always has insightful questions. Absolutely. James, welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. What's on your mind, brother? Yes, you know, I was uh, just listening to what Jesse and you were saying and Josh Hawley, and I just want to give a little recap what I'm concerned about our country. Okay, you know, it's been since 19, Roe versus Wade, 1973, 60 million babies have died. Okay, we have the South China Sea. They're building ICBMs. We have terrorists that are coming to this country. We have transgenderism. Mm -hmm. We have pornography. We have crime. I think of Ezekiel 723, which says make a chain of because it's land is full of violence, that's abortion. Yep. We have unholy alliances with uh, Saudi Arabia now, Iran, China, Russia, now Brazil. And what I'm concerned about, we have all these positive talks about Trump, and I hope he wins, but here's my concern, Terry sure. Jesse, that unless yeah. we as a nation repent, repent huh? exactly. I, knew it. <laughs> I believe this is what's going to happen. Two verses. Deuteronomy 28, 25 says, the Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. Mm. You will come at them from one direction, but flee from them at seven. We see that already with the acquisition of, as Jesse said, 330,000 acres. Okay, and then the last thing, and I'll end with this, sure. that really concerns me is this. The Lord will bring a nation against you from far away, from the ends of the earth, like an eagle sweeping down a nation whose tongue you will not understand. Mm. If God was able to punish the nations, Back in the times of Israel, I do not think in my gut feeling that God's going to turn his back and wink an eye and let the United States just pass on this. I think we're headed towards this, and that's what really, really concerns me. Well, you back it with Scripture, James. Yeah. Yes? I 100% agree with him. James is uh, spot on. And, and yeah, the, the Chinese government is no friend of ours. I can tell you two prior shows that we've done. Uh, Terry, the, the Chinese government is rewriting the Bible with communist principles. We did a show on that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine that? The Chinese Bible is getting God's word and rewriting it with communist principles. That's the only Bible that will be used in China. Also, the Chinese government has taken, they've taken out the crucifixes from the Catholic churches, from the, from the, from the patriarchal Catholic church. And what do they replace and it with? They replace it with a, a picture exactly. of President Qing. You get it? And we're negotiating yeah. with them? Give me yes. a break. Yes. And, and also, uh, we also did another show on the fact that the Chinese Communist Party, uh, they're, also, they're also targeting American kids from K to 12 with uh, this, this Marxist literature. A lot of this is being promoted by the Chinese Communist Party. And, and finally, probably the last thing that I'll say about the Chinese Communist Party, again, they're no friend of ours. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, 
they uh, they 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 send a lot of students over here in our in our in our colleges and universities in this country, and uh, they also fund a lot of programs for colleges and universities. That's why you have this big emphasis on Marxism and socialism as a curriculum. You know, gender studies, queer studies, Chicano studies, all, all this Marxist these all these Marxist uh, degrees, uh, sexology. This is funded by the Chinese Communist Party in American colleges. Yeah, it's just basic corruption. James, you're still with us. I'll give you the last word. No, yes, uh, thank, thank you. No, I, I agree with that, and I, I just want to say that we need to pray for our nation. But Amen. Thank you very much. For thank you, James. Time. God love you, brother. Yeah, thank you. You know, yeah. you, you know, Jesse. Let's be honest. We're at war. Home. We are. This is, and th- and this is why we have a sleeping giant right now. Uh, you know, we are America. Can you imagine what Glenn Beck said about a hundred million people? Yes, we have people who know what's right and what's wrong. We just have to live by it right now. Hey, just let me let me just describe to you in one sentence this huh. this this segment. The Great Reset is setting up the kingdom of the Antichrist and his communist Masonic one world government. Terry. Well, well said. We come back. The undeniable importance of fathers for new and for now and for eternity. Stay with us. We'll be back with more on that. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Yeah, the solution is uh, fatherhood. You got it. Which, which all fatherhood stems from God the Father. Exactly. And, and uh, the devil knows that. That's why he goes after fathers with a vengeance. A great article. It's called by, by uh, John... Uh, by John Stone Street is called The Undeniable Importance of Fathers for Now and Eternity. What a great title. Oh, gosh. As it turns out, the consequences of fatherlessness are not only temporal, but eternal. Well said. It's got a beautiful picture of of a father walking in the beach with his son. Beautiful. Dads are crucial. We've known this for a long time. For example, former President Barack Obama, despite advancing many policies that undermine the family, remained an outspoken voice on the importance of loving, involved fathers. Hmm. According to all the evidence, he was partly correct. Kids need their fathers, but they do best when their fathers are married to their mothers. Terry, you want to go? Yeah, Jesse. There's so much common sense here. Earlier this month in the Wall Street Journal, Jennifer Brenny Wallace sur- surveyed the overwhelming and decade-long scientific census that fathers and fatherly love are irreplaceable in the lives of children. The Catholic Church has taught that from day one. For example, in a study of 2021, it found that warm and caring dads predict better mental health outcome for children. Both boys and girls with such fathers experience fewer weight, weight, weight concerns, higher self-esteem, and fewer depression and symptoms. Mm. You know, Jesse, can you tell that we don't have mom and dad together? Look at what. Look at the fruit that's coming from our culture right now. We're we're propo- we're we're, we're um, promote or we're we're generating yes a society of deviants, a society of misfits yes, and a society of monsters, Terry. And Jesse, the point he's making, the connection between physically present. Emotionally available fathers and mentally healthy kids is so strong 
that the researchers have termed it the good father effect. <laughs> yeah, a recent review published in the journal Children surveyed nearly four dozen studies in father-child relationships. And here's what they said. This is the nut of it. This is really the crux of it, the, the cash value. Fathers who were involved in caregiving and play and who reacted with warmth and greater sensibility to a child who expressed emotions were significantly more likely to have children with better emotional balance from infancy to adolescence. Talk to the psychiatrist today, Jesse. Many of them that you know, they told me before, much of the problems emotionally have come from the breakup of the family. Such emotional emotional yeah. stability yeah. in turn predicted higher levels of social accept of social competence, yes. peer relationships, mm -hmm. academic achieve, achievement, and resilience amongst kids. Yep. It is indeed true, as all the evidence shows, that a dad's love has such incredible power to set children on a healthy trajectory. Yep. Why are our laws, our culture, and so many of the movements that shape both? so intent on denying the need for fathers. The redefinition of marriage, the rise of in vitro fertilization yep. and surrogacy for same-sex couples, the embrace of gender ideology that treats men and women as interchangeable, and especially the acceptance of unmarried parenthood, all ignore or reject the centrality of a father and mother committed to one another and to their children for life. In fact... There have, there have never been more people or resources so invested in alternatives to the family. What drives these alternatives has never been the lack of evidence, but an unwavering commitment to sexual autonomy. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the, sick, the battle cry of the 60s. Yep. And an unwillingness to submit our lives, our sexuality, and our moral choices to God's design for the family. Yeah, the rejection of humani vitae was a big part of this. Exactly. Which means the evidence will continue to accumulate, specifically of the immense destruction our collective we choice, choices wreck or wreak on the lives of children who are deprived of their need for and right to their fathers. Good fathers provide what Oz Guinness says, quoting sociologist Peter Berger, calls a sig signal of transcendence, specifically Fathers provide a signal of the transcendent God and his love. In his book, Signals of Transcendence, Guinness tells a story about his grandfather, Witness Whitfield Guinness, a missionary to China. His love for his wife and children was a signal of transcendence that told the truth about God's love. In fact, Whitfield's devotion as a husband and father, reverberated through the family for generations, and the fruit of his tenderness is evident a century later. Wow. Well, that's exactly what the, the Bible says about fathers in Exodus 20 and 32. There you go. That a father's blessings go down to, to a thousand generations. A that's, thousand. That's a lot. And, and a father's sins go down to the third and fourth generation. Wow. It goes to show you the power of patriarchal faith or lack thereof. Not all fathers provides such an example. I recently told a friend who turned to me after a college chapel service and said, quote, if God is a father, I want nothing to do with him, close quote. Millions share those feelings, not because of God's actions, but because human fathers distorted their understanding of God. As it turns out, the consequences of fatherlessness are not only temporal, 
but eternal. In fact, in his remarkable book, Faith of the Fatherless, written by... Uh, Paul Vitz, a friend of the show. Doctor, yes, a friend of the show. It's called The Psychology of Atheism yep. by Dr. Paul Vitz. He describes how many of the most famous atheists in history had either no relationship or a terrible relationship with their fathers. And Jesse, that point on atheism, I've heard you use that when you talk on atheism, yeah. that, hey, if the father's relationship isn't good with the son or daughter, there's a good reason there that those are the atheists because they were not, um, you know, they didn't have a good role model. And I think that uh, Paul Vitz is spot on. Jess, we just have a couple minutes left. Let's finish up the article. Yeah, go ahead and finish up, Jerry. Well, he said, of course, no earthly father, Jess said it earlier, can replace God perfectly. We mess up. Yeah, we're human. And when we do, we must ask forgiveness from God and from our children. As a matter of fact, Dad, when you go to confession, take the whole family, including yourself. It's good for the kids to see that you go to confession, too. It is also important to note that God promises to be a father for the fatherless. I always say this too. I love that. Yeah, I do too, because I always tell people who didn't have a father, yes, ask your Heavenly Father and ask St. Joseph to, to intercede for you. Yes. If yes. your dad failed you, know that there's a father who will never forsake you, who redeems brokenness in people and families and entire cultures, and who rewrites stories despite statistics. You really can trust him. You know, Jesse, they nailed it because most people like this their big problem is, can God really, can I really trust God that he'll take care of me? Yes. The answer is yes. But because of our culture and what they've been through, it's hard for them to accept a Heavenly Father's trust. Finish it up, Jess. Yes. Uh, last, last paragraph. Mm-hmm. Uh, tragically today, yeah. after the long culture-wide denial of the significance of fathers, yeah. some seem committed to denying a relationship whose importance is, whose importance, importance is even more obvious. Of mothers. Even if moms are invisible in the photos of gay adoptive dads lying in hospital beds, the consequences of her absence in the lives and well-being of children won't be. As G.K. Chesterton once said, the triangle of truisms of father, mother, and child cannot be destroyed. It can only destroy those civilizations which disregard it. That's a great statement. Isn't that powerful? All, and all of the available evidence suggests the lives of children are in the process. Wow. Yeah, yeah he's talking about the we're fact that... We're forming them. Yeah, Terry, we're... Good or the, bad? The, the policies coming from the Democrat Party right now mm-hmm. are destructive of marriage, yep. Check. family, Check. and children. Yep. Yeah. That's a fact. And just, I just want to finish it up. We're going to have our... Our Easter Trinium starting, and I want to encourage all of our listeners to go to that Easter Trinium experience. The readings are going to be really rich. There's salvation history being taught for this weekend. That's a way that, you know, and we're going to be renewing our baptismal promises. We've got all kinds of great things in the liturgy this Easter Trinium. So I want to encourage everybody to participate in that. Let me share you a, a quote. That's done by a, by a study over in Switzerland years ago on fathers. Oh, that's says, a good one, 1998, yep. Yeah, if, quote, if a father does not go to church, yep. no matter how faithful his wife's devotions, yep. only one child in 52% will become a regular church goer. Yep. If a father does go regularly, regardless of the practice of the mother, 
between 66 to 75% of their children will become regular church goers. That shows you the power of leadership. Yep. You could also see, you know, studies that show that uh, the benefits of attending church is, 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 for example, uh, for men, I'll just, just go talk straight about the men, Mm -hmm. men that attend church spend more time with their children. Uh, men that attend church have less of an addiction to alcohol and drugs. Men that attend church have shorter hospital stays than men that don't attend, attend church. Yep. Uh, men that, that attend church have a about an eight-year longer life expectancy. Interesting. I mean, when you, when you look at all the, all the data, benefits, Terry. All the benefits of being a good dad. Yes. And, and, and once again, just like this article said, which references Pope John Paul II. Remember this, guys. We got some big shoes to fill. The Catholic man is supposed to be the icon of God the Father. Think about that and chew on that, this uh, this Powerful. tritium. Powerful. Yeah. And remember, St. John Paul II said it in his letter to families, <clears throat> the way the family goes is the way the culture goes. And I got to say it, Jess, as much as I love mom and dad, uh, both, <clears throat> but dad is really the critical one in the equation, yeah. the statistics just showed it. So, Dad, put your big boy pants on. Yeah. Take the take the family to church. Uh, you frequent the sacraments on a regular basis. And if you're waiting for someone to call you out, that's Jess and I. We're calling you out, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, Jess. Wrap it up. Remember, today we begin the Easter Tritium. Uh, today, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter. This is the mystery of our faith. It doesn't get any better than this. Enter into the sacred tritium with an open heart, pursuing a life of holiness. Live in a state of grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Amen. Come to Jesus. Bring your family to Jesus. Bring your friends to Jesus. And remember, the Bible says, flee this corrupt generation. Terry. Well said. And I want to remind you, Our Lady of Fatima, what a great message when she says, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. This weekend, let's make some sacrifices for the salvation of your loved ones that are away from the church. Pray, pray, and then pray. Yes, what state should we be living in, brother? State of sanctifying grace. Don't let them in a state of mortal sin. Be holy or die trying. You got it. Thanks again for joining us. Up next, Dr. Sandoval's show. Stay with us here. Get your free app by going to vmpr.org. May God richly bless you and your family.